0: I am Loki of Asgard and I'm burdened with glorious purpose. Quote Loki, God of Mischief. All right, what's up, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 131 of the Undiluted Podcast. This is JP, this is Dwight, and we have once again with us one of my favorite guests and a friend of mine, Tommy Clark.
1: Yo, welcome.
0: What's going on, man? How you feeling today?
1: Ah, I I stayed up really late last night to watch (laughs) a Disney (laughs) program called Loki. Yeah, (laughs) I'm feeling great right now.
0: (laughs) What a coincidence, man. (laughs) Yeah, but I did. um, So as you listeners know, this episode is all about the Disney Plus original Marvel Studios series, Loki. And um, this is actually our first time diving into this series, so we're not going to start right at episode four. We'll kick things off by sharing our thoughts on the pilot plus episode two and three. With that being said, um, what did you guys think, like, of the series when you watched the pilot?
1: I thought it was better than, I, I, I keep getting, Baffled at how well Kevin Feige is able to one up himself with every successive television show that Disney Plus has put out. He's following the same pattern that he did with the studio uh, movies.
0: Right. And like we were talking about the other day, like the level of the the way that he's so consistent with his storytelling, like it's unseen and unheard of. You wouldn't think anybody would be able to pull it off. Like, Loki has been in so many different movies, and now it he's his own series. And for it to not be fucked up, like, it's, it's, it's crazy
1: to me. Well, this is, this is a testimony to that whole writing team. It even improved the writing in Star Wars, because Dave Filoni working with Jon Favreau on The Mandalorian has led to The Bad Batch being a superior animated show to any of the previous Star Wars animated shows. Hmm.
0: Oh, yeah, the bad back is amazing. Yeah,
1: so it's proof that you know Simon Kimberg was probably m- maybe holding back Star Wars if <laughs> <And clears> only <Palone throat> learned from, from Favreau, who learned from Feige. So,
2: <laughs> and Sonny Kilbird,
1: who's that? He's uh, one of the co writers, he's, he's the guy that's responsible for all the uh bad X Men movies, too. Uh, so, yeah, which ones? Oh, the the bad ones, <laughs> <laughs> like like the first three X Men movies. No, the Simon Kinberg's been one of the co writers of of all the of all the and producers of all the X Men movies. Okay, because I like
2: First Class and I like the uh, yeah. I, I really love First Class, so yeah, but just, we can blame Interesting. Which ones you are talking about?
1: You can we can blame Dark Phoenix and Age of Apocalypse and all that on him. Ah man, that's the worst one.
0: Apocalypse was the worst to me. Dark Phoenix, I think uh, the Wolverine missing is what made it appear to be worse than it actually was. But fuck
3: that movie. Yeah. (laughs) Back to Loki.
0: Uh, Tom Hiddleston. First of all, my hat's off to him, man. He's an amazing actor. And fun fact. Like he actually auditioned to play the role of uh, Thor at first, but was rejected. So good,
1: good, good, good rejection. <laughs> he makes no. a perfect Loki. He really oh, yeah. has all along.
0: Yeah, I can't <laughs> picture anybody else playing this role after him for a long, 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 long time. But um, as far as the pilot, um, but well, we all knew that it would be a time paradox type like show based on. You know the way things went in Avengers Endgame, and we saw him get a hold of the uh, what was it? was the Tesseract, was?
1: Yeah, the Tesseract, the the yeah. the power uh, stone.
0: Yeah, he got a hold of that and got away, and that obviously wasn't meant to happen. So, we see the TVA, which stands for the Time Variant, what, Authority? Authority,
1: authority. yes.
0: And um, they pop up, and that's when we learn more about the different branches of timelines, and we're like, oh, shit, they actually have, like, a police force that actually comes and erases timelines, and that's crazy. Mm -hmm.
3: So...
1: Hmm, yeah, there's a lot of Wizard of Oz things going on here, too. A lot of them. A lot of man-behind-the-curtain things. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, that's funny you say that. All, I'll dive into that, that thing, it it's later. That's crazy. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, well, the, the, the series always made sure that there was some question as to the identity of the timekeepers, or the yeah. time twisters, as they were called originally in the comic books. The time twisters? right that's what yeah, the original was, that's the evil version of the time the time keepers is the time twisters
0: gotcha more malicious or more manipulative so right what okay so we're we're seeing right before our very eyes um, it's great writing and acting because we're seeing Loki be humble and change as these episodes
3: progress And a lot of of fans didn't keep in mind the fact that this is
0: not the low key that we saw character development from that ended up dying at the head of Thanos. This is actually
1: the low key straight from the 2012 Avengers film. Right. So So he's like, you know, it's a very humbling experience to him
3: for his powers not to be working, for them to eventually make
0: him their bitch.
1: And that's what they did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> was funny, seeing his reaction because it's like he remember when he was in line and got the, the the robot
1: or whatever the fuck he's telling the guy like, hey, where's the ticket? He's a scroll. And then next, next
0: thing you know, he disintegrates. The guy, Loki's like, oh shit, where the fuck is my ticket? Scared. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah. but but like let I want to back up a little bit and uh, and answer your your first question. Um, when when I seen the pilot, um, I thought like, damn, this is the best of the series because they really made an emphasis to uh, feel like you're in the MCU. Like you, you know, they made uh, the movies a part of it and. It was pretty cool how it started off like that, and it, it picks up right after that. And then you you also stuck in the mindset this is not the Loki from Infinity Games, and if, you got you got to keep reminding yourself that as you're watching this stuff, and as he's watching his timeline, and sees his death, because you're like you got to remember what time this is. This is after the Avengers, so it's it was so it's pretty cool that they kept that uh, going, and this is part of the. the The best series that's, you know, other than Falcon and Winter Soldier, I really like that one as well. Um, But I I think this is better than that because it really incorporated the MCU very well. It's like a smooth transition into it. It was the smoothest out of all of them, in my opinion.
0: I gotta disagree with that, but I mean, it's all about you know opinions as far as Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. That's my yeah, yeah. That's that, that's my perspective, and you know, it's like I'm I'm pretty sure it's gonna be a lot of people that agree with you, and and probably none agree with me. But that's how I felt.
3: The one I thing really that nobody can like disagree with
1: is that these movies have made the relatively not liked Marvel cinematic films a little bit. Ma- Important again. Um, Wandavision made uh, Age of Ultron important, and this movie has made Thor: The Dark World important. <laughs>
3: oh, yes.
1: Yeah, I my mean,
2: like no
0: Many
1: people, I, uh,
2: yes. Oh, you talking about the first Thor movie? Is your least favorite? No, the second one. Oh, the second one. Oh, the second one. I, I like the second one, but like, that's neither here or there. But like, um, uh, I also thought well, what Loki was. Loki was what I thought One Division was going to be because it, it, um, it's including the multiple timelines. I thought, you know, this is more connected to the the multiverse than anything, versus uh, what I thought One Division was, was supposed to be connected to the Doctor Strange movie a little bit. But I think this is uh, doing a good job in uh, picking that up as well.
1: Well, um, I, I see the, the two movie. series connected. They're reflections of each other. I see WandaVision um, and Loki as reflections of one another because they're both chaos. One's the god of chaos and mischief, and one's the manipulator of chaos.
2: I I definitely see that. Yeah, but you know, I'm talking about as far as like timelines and multiple timelines, Mm -hmm. you know, like that that being that, that specific detail. I thought so, they... You thought time
0: would play more of a factor in WandaVision. Exactly. Division was actually dead.
2: Well, not, not that specific detail. I just thought it would be more... I thought they'd be talking about the multiverse a lot more. That's mm-hmm. all. Hey,
0: welcome What's to the episode, back? by the way, Jay will
2: Oh, you hopped in? Yeah, he
0: yeah.
2: Okay, yeah, I do see him. So he just got to get his mic right. So. Oh. Right, well, okay, yeah. there you go.
4: What's good, bro? Good morning, y'all. Good
3: morning.
0: Uh, we just basically just kicked the episode off and we're just sharing our thoughts on, on the pilot. You know, and our initial reactions to how they kick things off. And <clears throat> I don't know. Another thing I knew, like, right away, like, with the c- conclusion of the episode when they revealed to Loki that there's a uh, evil is that a word? An evil variant of him out there killing TVA agents uh, when they didn't show the variant's face, something told me like, nah, that's not Tom Hillson. they would've just showed him. so this is probably Lady Loki and uh, now we go to uh, episode 2 which gave me more of a Netflix mind or that type of vibe. And that was like, that was cool. Like, I, I like that. there was a shift in the, in the type of a vibe with that episode. But before I jump into episode two, my bad, let's talk about um, the character Mo- Mobius.
1: Wow. What a great character. Um, Owen Wilson owns mobius now and now we, we know mobius is based off of uh one of the editors at marvel itself from back in the day and it, it seems to me that owen has done a great job of channeling that guy yeah
0: he's a great co-star oh he did a good job of quickly making you care about the character because uh, that that's all that's what it's all about for a lot of people like sometimes i about the show is even if it's not even that great, if I can like the character enough, I'll watch the shit for the end, even if I don't like the show. But that's not the case with this show, because I actually like this show, but... Just
3: think. Yeah, on, oh,
4: guys. <laughs> His voice is always... Say
0: that again?
4: His voice is always funny to me. He's the perfect guy for the job. Yeah. You know how to make things comfortable with a straight face.
1: Yeah, and he knows he's a great actor too. Um, watch his face—that's a great point that you make. Watch his face because it betrays the truth when he's lying. Quite often, he's really good at doing that. Another—he's—he's he's the modern-day Steve McQueen. When you think about it, with his ability to do that.
0: Yeah, then you would think like he was maybe a deceptive character or something at first. But you know, we obviously beat up the episode four, we turned out to be wrong about that. But I don't know. I, I, I love the writing in this series and I love the approach. Um and Kevin Farbe actually hit up the writer too prior to them starting production, like hey, let's make this as weird as you wanna give the fans something different. And that's what they did. And that's the approach they took.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, don't forget Kate Heron either, the director. Man, she's knocking it out of the park with every episode. Even episode three, which is a filler episode in a sense. She, it's a box episode, you know, with only a couple of characters in it. So normally on a TV show, you're like, oh, my God, here goes Daryl and Carol. i have to do something again for an episode. Yay. Um, that's what episode three was, but she kept it interesting. Right. And it, you
0: know the craziest thing is that for us to look at a show that gives us an action packed episode and view it as a pillar episode, that tells you how much how good they are with the storytelling.
3: It's like fuck right. so, the action, I want some more of this story. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: But it was it was a good episode, you know. The, the pacing, you know, was like a Mad Max type of vibe, like they're on the run and there's constant action. But we do see some character development because we learn more about the Loki variant, Sylvie. And
1: I'm, I, I have several theories about that character. Um, well, like, she's the Enchantress. She's going to be the MCU Enchantress. Um, okay. she is a Loki. Absolutely. She's a variant Loki from a different timeline. But I think she's going to be sticking around or she's going to become this this version of the MCU's version of the Enchantress character from the comic books. And there's two versions of Enchantress in the comic books. And one of her names is Sylvie. Yeah, when I first saw
2: her, I thought she was the Enchantress anyway.
1: And her um, powers are the same as Enchantress's
2: yeah yeah she can um, manipulate the memories in mind. so that, I think that was pretty cool to see that um, I, I actually uh, the filler episode the lamentus episode I actually liked that episode because it gave a lot of contents and yeah, uh, it, it gave developed- a ton of contents that people probably wasn't too patient for but it was an important episode um, it I was very he important he falls that, in
1: love with himself
2: yeah he de- but he, uh, he developed the relationship between her and, you know, we we found out a lot on the episode, more than we probably think we did, you know, just by watching that episode, you know, it was hard-boring and slowed down the pace of the show, but the context was more important than anything, and I liked how they went out into the galaxy. That's what I loved about it, and to another planet. So, I, I was pretty intrigued on that episode.
1: Well, as we learned in episode four, all of that character development in episode three, you know, it was... Showing Loki falling in love with himself. As, a, as I just cracked a joke. It's the ultimate for a narcissist to do. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the,
2: the irony. Yeah, the
1: irony in that. <laughs> yeah. But that causes, as we see in episode 4, spoiler alert, that causes the Nexus event. Um, is two gods of chaos coming together. That, I thought, was interesting.
2: So for, for our listeners, what is a Nexus event?
1: It's when the time tr- the timelines get all messed up. Um, and there's Nexus people. Um, Wanda is a Nexus person. So she Interesting. causes events. Right. Yeah. Event. And, and since
0: we see the thing that was all the rage on the social media the other day, uh, Disney actually went back and altered...
1: The end credit
0: scene from the finale of WandaVision. So oh, yes, they mirror.
2: did. See a shadowy figure coming towards the cabin that she's hiding out in and doing a thing. And it's funny. So like the, the, the news that hit that, you know, because they made right. that change, I think, a few weeks ago, and somebody, I guess, just noticed it or whatever. Well, they, they made that change by, I think, a month ago.
1: Well, here's the thing. When you everybody initially thought it was Doctor Strange's reflection, but I talked to a Hollywood cameraman and he said it couldn't be because of the lens flare that pops up at the bottom of the screen that tells you that the sun is in front of him. So it can't be Dr. Strange's reflection. And if you look really closely at it and slow the speed down, guess what color it is? White. It's white vision landing behind the cabin.
2: I got it, I got it. I never seen that credit scene. So I'm going to go back and watch it.
1: Yeah, you'll notice that when you go back, it'll show you all your episodes have been watched except episode 9. Even though you watched episode 9.
3: That's interesting.
0: We'll find out very soon, though, man. Because it's like, one thing I do know is we'll all be certain about certain things about these episodes before they drop. And then boom, it's completely different. It's like nothing we expected,
1: especially with well, like WandaVision. Man, does what Loki do? Does Loki lead us to a new way to tell stories on television, on streaming services? Because Loki is a time travel story and it messes with timelines, is it Loki the show that, ref, that had an effect on WandaVision, or is it? Them just saying, Oh, we probably let we finished the special effect and here it is. If it is Loki affecting the timeline, what effect has it had on Falcon and the Winter Soldier? What subtle change was made to that? And is this a way of now telling new stories again to get your your subscribers to go back and re-watch a program they already watched to see what was changed in it? Because of a timeline change in another show in the series, this is innovative storytelling.
2: Yeah, yeah, but you know that is the reason. It's for that reason that brought us here because that's what was. That's what Marvel does, and that's what they're good at it intertwining all these stories together. That's why we're watching it because they're all connected at, you know, some point or another. Like they already innovative that. Uh, made that, but now, like you are saying they're trying to put it into the series storyline, and they can do that. But we already seen some form of that in it in, the, in the cinematic universe, so it's like, like that. That is that very reason. That idea, what you just said, is what Bronker said in the
1: first place. Kevin Feige, he's just that amazing. Absolutely, it would. We could be, we really could be witnessing a new innovation in storytelling here. This is, this is the choose your own adventure book, but as a television show. Think right. about it. imagine a show like, I'll say,
0: uh, the series Dark. Man, if you guys haven't watched it, check it out and listen great show.
1: Um, Yeah, that's a time travel to show as well.
0: Right, let's say Netflix decided to, so okay, we want to kick off a new season and then and next thing you know they're going back and saying shit the one or season two and you're like oh shit now I gotta go back and watch this part and that part and now it's different now. and yeah,
3: mm-hmm.
0: naturally it's already by the way they already do go back and change certain scenes that they feel are like Two graphic or whatever like with the series uh thirteen reasons why. But'm uh, much into that,. but yeah,
2: but, but you know we we already we've seen examples of this type of storytelling on some level, not on a time changing level, but we've seen it in the Marvel shows on Netflix. We seen it in the uh, CW with the DC shows, where these shows and line with one another. Like, we've seen some form of that before.
3: Right.
2: So it's, it's it,
0: yeah,
4: yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, we're not, but we seen some form of it, you know. But, it's like, well, 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 what you about love, to say, Jay?
4: I'm saying, it's nothing new. I mean, to me, you was able to... You know, messing with different timelines, so to speak, even with, like, Star Wars. Like, let's go far True. back Star Wars, how they go over
2: time. But Tom is series on a series, on a, ser- on a TV show. Oh, if right. Right. you
1: go through and you watch a series so that... once, a series after it causes changes to happen in the series you already watched. Right. Yeah. It's more, what you said, it's more,
0: what Tommy is saying, it's more hands-on, like they actually go back
1: And physically change the series So you go to watch it again and it's different You watch Captain America And the Winter Soldier series Because that's what it was called at the end But what if it now at the end Becomes the Falcon and Captain America series And Bucky is now Cap And not Falcon
2: now, now I'm with you on that. If they make it a new series about that, not if they no, keep going back they and go change back the, and
1: change the end of
2: the series that,
3: because um, of the see, timeline see, that, changing. See, see, see that's
2: irritating to me. That that would be irritating to me. I wouldn't want to. I don't. I wouldn't want to do that. I rather you just make a whole series on it. You're like, I'm not gonna keep going back. And I like, you know, like you already told the story already. Yeah, but the timeline I, changed, so the story changed. Yeah. So go back and tell it uh, as that because that's a new timeline
3: so you want to be traditional way that's, that's
2: like right the no, no, no 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 not a traditional way but it's like like it's, it's just like you write something on paper right so so now you're gonna keep you write that one sentence so you're gonna keep erasing the sentence and writing it down
1: yeah but they have the ability to do that
2: yeah i'm already there with you with that but it's like i gotta keep going back to that same episode just to rewatch it after you just changed it like that don't make sense to me
1: well, um, views on episode nine of WandaVision have shot back up <laughs> for this. Oh, yeah. Plus. Yeah, but,
2: yeah, but we, we don't know the reason why they did that. We're assuming that that's a time thing. But I think that's just a fix. I mean, I, <laughs> that's all. Uh,
1: we'll see soon. That's yeah, we'll I'll see soon. Going. I'm sure there's some Redditor right now that's going through every episode of both previous series to see what other subtle changes were made, if any.
0: Yeah, for now, as far as we know, I think that's the only one. But Reddit, they be on it, man. Those dudes are
2: fucking executives. Yeah, they are. I yeah, they I'm have They watching. have no life.
3: <laughs> 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 like I hope it's, they get yeah, paid for that. Yeah, <laughs> I hope they get
2: paid for that.
3: That's... <laughs>
0: back to Loki uh I'm gonna dive into a, a, a part of the series that people made a huge deal out of um so basically it's uh we see the first uh, revelation when there's like this is no subtle detail. we see paperwork and when you see gender on the form Loki's gender is uh fluid so
1: yeah because it's a shapeshifter.
0: Right, well, I guess you can say it fast yeah. forward. It's revealed in the uh third episode, I believe, that uh um, Loki is a bisexual character. And some, of, some fans, you know, I don't know, okay, cool, whatever. Some fans, on the other hand, Pete Rock, a hip hop legend, he's like, oh, Loki. I was supposed to be gay bad, and all. And fans corrected them like, you know, hey, look at mythology, North uh, mythology, like this dude was basically like pansexual.
1: Very, very pansexual in mythology. Absolutely. <laughs> um, some people were losing
0: their shit about it. Um I, I like the way that it was just it, it wasn't a big deal, like the way it was presented. Like they didn't make it become Loki's character actually is. It was
3: just like a matter of fact
1: thing when they Right. It, it, it was casual and it was organic conversation. It was wonderful the way they did it. Move on. Nobody needs to worry about it anymore except the people that are homophobes. Right. Well,
0: they—they they a lot of people losing their shit about it. Yeah, let them lose
1: their shit. They're idiots.
0: <laughs> like we see in the permanent group sometimes, we got people who dwell on shit like, oh. Man. You guys Oh my God, this is all this and i like, it's not
4: that deep, man. <laughs> 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 That's how the world gonna make it regardless every time. you always gonna have those people.
0: So let me ask you guys this. Who, if you had to take a guess, who are some characters in the MCU that you think Loki might have been romantically involved
1: with? Ooh. Interesting. Well, in real mythology, Loki is is actually, um, Hel's father. Uh, he's not his sister, as <laughs> he is in the comic books. Um, also in real mythology, Loki is the father of Odin's horse Sleipner, the eight-legged horse. Um, Loki's turned himself into geese. He's turned himself into deer. He's turned himself into everything and had sex with somebody. And he's right? actually gotten pregnant. Yeah, yeah, like I said, yeah. He gave birth to uh Al. Yeah. (laughs) So
0: people don't know what the fuck they be talking about. But um I don't know. If I had to take a guess, I would think low key uh oh I don't know my damn self. I just thought it would be a good question.
1: I'm sure Loki's uh, uh, knocked boots with the, with, with uh, pretty much everybody in in Asgard <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, he had the power to do it yeah he sure does
3: oh man so I
4: thought it was thing. funny I thought it was funny how that uh how that lady noticed that he wasn't her husband <laughs> and shot him back. It's like he ain't never said nothing that nice to me in, in however many years he shot his ass back. <laughs> All that, and speaking of him being a um shapeshifter, I'd like to point out
0: something too that was interesting. You know how where the uh the TVA exists, uh, power, they said powers don't work, right?
1: Right, they're in the quantum so, realm,
0: in the quantum realm, okay. So I'm curious, I'm like, okay, so. Why does it low-key look like his original self then, the Frost Giant? Right. Because that's essentially that's him using his powers for him to look like a human, right, or as guardian, right? Yeah, pretty much. So
1: he should he look ch- like him. He yeah, he prefers to look that way. Yep.
0: All right. So his powers not working there, then he should look like his original form then.
1: Oh you, did that for the- Oh now we're gonna now we're nitpicking okay now we're nitpicking
0: about.
1: <laughs> <I was saying.
4: laughs> so no 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 that's, that's not the, that's they had the, to keep them, they had to still keep them looking as the character that everybody knows. Yeah, that's
1: right. Yeah, middle America wouldn't have understand that if, if Tom Hiddleston suddenly had blue blue skin, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, they saw a glimpse of it when Thanos choked his ass out.
2: Yeah, and in the first Thor movie uh, as well. Yeah. Well, no, that That's just me. It's not a big deal to me, though.
0: But it's just something I noticed. And we did get to see a Stan Lee cameo in some form. There was, like, a, a mural in the background. You see a painting of him.
4: Yeah. So,
0: rest in peace, Stanley. <coughs> to these episodes, um, let's go ahead and dive into episode four, the most recent episode.
1: Yeah. Is uh, episode four really eye-opening.
0: Yeah, quite a few revelations. Uh, we're getting more into the fact that the TVA isn't exactly the good guys.
1: Well, I have my theory, my 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 personal theory about who the TVA are, or is. Um, well, um, TVA. Uh, we know that the bad guy is going to be Kang, in Quantum uh, Leap, the next Ant Man movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's important about Kang, the Conqueror, or Immortus, or whatever you want to call him, is that he. Um, has different incarnations of himself throughout time, and what this I believe this holy timeline is this is keeping time for Kang so he can have his different incarnations through time still be living and not affected. This is to make it so that his future self isn't killed because of some multiverse chaos event. Mm. This is setting up the big bad for this phase of Marvel who is Kang the Conqueror. And it's important too because he is Nathaniel Richards. And yeah, makes, he's,
2: the, he's the guy from uh Lovecraft Country.
1: Well, no, not necessarily. He is a he is a Richards. He's a he's Reed Richard's great grandson. No, I'm talking about the actor that's playing Kang Oh yeah, the guy from <laughs> the guy Man. from yes. I got, I got you. yes. Jonathan Majors. Great actor, by the way. <laughs> yes. yes, Jonathan Majors is playing Kang. Yes. But um, <laughs> um That tells you too that maybe the Fantastic Four is gonna be African American or people of color in this one. If that's his right. yeah, if his ancestor or his descendant is a person of color. So that's great, I think. Um now we can have a, a great family dynamic with the Fantastic Four, because that what is what that movie needs to be. It needs to be about a family first and foremost that just happens to have elemental powers. Um but you know, phase four with the phase four being the fantastic four logo that tells you you're we're gonna get to Fantastic Four. Um Everything that happens in Loki reflects what happens in the Spider-Man movie, and what happens in the the Doctor Strange movie. And I've been told that the bad guy for the Doctor Strange movie is Wanda, is the Scarlet Witch.
0: And I can definitely see that, seeing as though she's playing with dark magic. Right. That's- leads to
1: anything good. <laughs> right, and so Kang wants to make sure that the, 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 the holy timeline remains, so he's got to get rid of all the aspects of chaos. So that, how, you know, Wanda's going to be perceived as the villain, but the real villain is actually Kang. Now, how does this tie into the, the X-Men and the mutants? Well, because Kang created Apocalypse.
0: Now, that I did not know.
1: Yeah, Amon Cut. Amon Cut was, I think that's his name. Let me let me I get the, I'm glad I'm missing it on my, my laptop. Um he is a um old character in the Marvel universe. The, the, he's the one that went to war with Apocalypse. That's Kang the Conqueror's incarnation in ancient Egypt. Uh,
0: okay.
1: okay. The yeah. Yeah. Immortus. He's also Iron Lad. Yeah. Um, Uncanny and uh, where is it? Where is it here? He's involved with the Inhumans. He's Kang's touched into everything. Rama Tut is Kang's original alias when he ruled ancient Egypt. And. That led to the creation of, of Apocalypse. So instead of Wanda saying no more mutants, like she did in House of M, they get rid of the mutants. They're going to say that um, um, Kang got rid of the mutants. Yep.
0: A lot of fans are taking his debut a bit more lightly than they should because he's debuting in a, you know, a comedic
1: in an Ant Man yeah, movie, I'm which is. Right, which is considered the lowbrow Marvel movie. Literally, it is because it's mostly a comedy. But um, I, love, I, I love really those enjoy movies. those Ant Man yeah, movies.
2: Yeah, they they drop a lot of knowledge. They like the center of the
1: the uh, MCU touched me. Yeah, who was the hero? It was Ant Man going into the quantum realm. You know. <laughs> no. Right. Well, I think
4: Guardians of the Galaxy was a lot of comedy as well
0: right and that kind of in a way did introduce thanos but
1: even though the
3: end credit scene of avengers did technically right now yeah, no. so, um,
1: what i've been told is that the fantastic four has been lost in the quantum realm um i guess we get a snippet a scene of the tva its location in the quantum realm in one of the ant-man movies um we're giving a peek at it but yeah. Um, The Fantastic Four has been lost in there So that's what they're going to be doing They're going to find the Fantastic Four no. And the well, I,
2: now, when when do you think we'll see uh do you think Galactus pops up in the MCU at some point
1: uh eventually but he's a huge 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 villain
2: yeah um, we want to yeah.
1: establish Dr Doom first I think
2: yeah Dr Doom cuz Kang conquer and I was telling people that I'm like Kang conquer is a huge villain but he he's not bigger than Galactus
1: no but he's uh, he's he's good enough to be the villain for a phase yeah but for the overall arc Yeah, Galactus is the end-all, tell-all. It could be (laughs) Galactus or it could be Doctor Doom either. Because I think uh, Eternals is going to help introduce Galactus. Well, I think Eternals is going to be something that we're not expecting anything. We're going to be surprised by it. Um, We know that um, original preview showings of this, without the special effects, um, people said it's the best Marvel movie ever. Yeah, It's without the special effects being done. So... Now that the effects are done and this is coming out, I guess it's a game changer. We'll yeah, find out.
2: Yeah, uh man, last year when I seen the the uh you know what it was about and what is what they're gonna do. I I think I'm I'm already geeked, so geeked to see that movie more so than the yeah. uh, the first Avengers movie.
1: Yeah, Icarus is a hell of a good character. They're yeah. The, 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 these are they're Marvel is skilled at taking characters that didn't work well on the page. Mm-hmm. and putting them on the screen because that's where they're meant to be because they work better on the screen. They
0: really do. <laughs> because I, I can tell you like based on experience like I didn't give a fuck Captain America before Captain America when a soldier. That movie blew me away.
1: Yeah. Look what, look what adding to the story and diversifying the story did. By adding Sam to that story and making it less of a superhero movie and more of a 1970s political thriller
3: mm-hmm.
1: look what it did it opened up the audience for the for from our for, for that front part of the franchise and made somebody who wasn't too sure about it a fan of it boom right there
3: right.
1: <laughs> yep they did well sam's a cool character anyway
3: Hey, and the coolest is
1: Bucky, you know. I love their I love their interactions too.
0: Oh man, he was so cold with the with the mask. Like his appearance and everything was like he yeah, had like what we call like us pro wrestling fans call like the quiet charisma. Like he didn't need to say shit, right. just showing up and look badass and kick that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Loki this episode four, like, I'm seeing the reactions because I thought watch the episode, like, one of my things I like to do is I like to go to Twitter and Instagram and shit like that and go see how the other fans are reacting to these episodes. And a lot of them didn't stick around to watch the main credit scenes. So they losing oh. their shit. <laughs> they losing their shit this morning.
2: That's not good.
0: I'm
2: like, no, the fuck, Marvel didn't kill off this new Loki. We like. <laughs> well, they, they, I mean, he, but like, that, that, that's the stupidity of, of human beings right there. The show is named Loki, so you got to know he's going to pop back up at some point.
1: I still don't know if I should cry or punch my television screen. When, spoiler alert, when Owen Wilson gets whacked. Yeah, when, when Mobius gets wet, I'm like, really? No, like
2: like when, when this stuff happened, is like I, I I really didn't have no. I was like, oh wow, but you know, but I, I, that was my immediate reaction. Then I'm like, I process. I'm like, oh okay. I mean, look where they at. It's about time. So yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be okay.
4: But so, I think I think the question is now is when it seems as if they actually just you know, diminishing people, whether they really go.
1: Right, yeah. Do they go to another pocket realm just to be killed again? Right.
0: Right, because basically we see Loki end up in the presence of a bunch of other Lokis. Traditional Loki and kid Loki. and yeah, then like
1: there's like three
0: another, of them. Uh, there's another.
1: Um, An old man Loki.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so it's like, what the fuck is going on here? Am yeah,
3: I in the uh, uh, Tom? You probably know what, what's it called? Is it Hades? Where, where Hades is, where the
1: dead go to await their fate. Oh, purgatory. Yeah.
0: I guess that's what it's called. I don't know. But it's like now we're seeing we know Once these people get disintegrated or whatever, that they don't immediately die. Right.
2: So, but you know, I also forgot to mention, and I told Jared this: like this show, you know, from looking at that first episode, you know, I was so hyped. It gave a mind hunter type feel to it. Uh, it was, uh, it was like, you know, this dude, he's profiling a, a serial killer. He's trying to find, you know, what they told him, him, his other self, but end up being Sylvia but it had a mind if you guys ever watched the show mine Mindhunter, def- yeah if you it had that Mindhunter hunter type feel it got the old school 80s 70s type feel you know how they're they're dressed or you know the uh, clothes and the uh, the outlook of the scenery and everything and it just like I could tell that that showrunner uh, he uh he took some ideas from Mindhunter.
1: Sheep. She. K-M. Oh, she. she. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, um, that's great that you mentioned that too, because um, with this episode, everything just comes together with all of that. Uh, I bet you we're gonna find Owen Wilson in the future drinking Shastas on a jet ski, and it's gonna be Loki's gonna go back to visit him there or something like that.
4: They definitely set that up they definitely set that up.
1: Yeah, that's been that's been foreshadowed like heck <laughs> throughout the whole series. <laughs> yeah.
4: Yeah,
2: I could see that happening at the final episode or yeah. something.
1: The biggest thing about this episode the you know the the evidence that you know the timekeepers are indeed a Wizard of Oz type situation where you know don't listen to the man behind the curtain because they're just, you know, um, Disney animatronic robots, uh, <laughs> right. I, I, I <laughs> which which again leads mind. more to believe that Kang is the the actual person in charge. Because right, you could barely understand what they were saying, and they seemed like kind of robotic,
3: and then the way they were talking and their uh, body language. So when right when was they very talk their hands
0: off, it's like, oh, these damn things are mechanical.
1: Mm-hmm. yep and then the decapitation comes and you learn the truth
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> how many times would
4: they have someone in there trying to take over or find out the truth you know sure that hasn't been the first
1: time so right yeah and and Renslayer is a pretty damn good villain I think but yeah. Renslayer in the comic books is in love with Kang so there you go <laughs>
0: <laughs> and Jonathan Majors yeah. was, he was speaking on Variety Magazine recently, and they asked him, like, if he pops up in the show. And he's like, I don't know what they're really talking about. <laughs> but we've seen that before. Might be just, you know.
1: You're lucky his name wasn't Tom Holland.
0: Oh, God. He told the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, he, he spilled the bang he so been much. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I am
1: surprised got into like, well ride look ride? at the amount of secrecy secrecy that's been around these Marvel series it's it's been amazing what they've been able to hide from us and it was completely under everybody's radar. all of it all of it's been you know
2: speaking of Tom Holland, this is just a sidebar. Uh, I was watching an old movie of his uh it was not that old uh, uh with him and uh Chris uh, Hemsworth, uh uh, with uh and what's that Harder the heart of the sea the moby dick movie right yeah i ain't know i didn't know he was in that movie i didn't know he was that kid until i took a good look at yep. mm-hmm. it like wow so i didn't you know obviously chris helmsworth plays uh Thor. the guy yeah thor and he's also in the heart of the sea as well so yeah, it was, it was cool to see those two in the movie yeah check that out it's a good movie check that
0: out he's a great spider-man peter parker by the way
1: he was, uh, he was born to play that role. That's why he cried to get Marvel and Sony to get in bed together. But I think all of that was a big work anyway. I think that Kevin Feige just wanted to mess with people and said, okay, let's tell him this, and this is what's going to happen.
0: And Tom Holland got drunk and called him and ended up, no, you got fix picture.
1: <laughs> alright let's push it forward now Tom Holland spoke <laughs> <laughs> so, you know they just mean, give him they just tell him the weirdest shit now just <laughs>
3: just,
1: it's not true it. <laughs> it's just to get the people going
0: they probably sent the men in back to his house one day like hey
1: kid you got one more slip <laughs> up you got your grandmother. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it got so bad, they, they stopped letting him see the other people's scripts. Like, no, you just read your shit, and they, they got there. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> That's fucked up. But <laughs> Tom Hilton
0: man, um, And so, when we see him get, quote-unquote, killed or zapped or whatever, um
1: he's getting ready right
3: to professors. i got oh, mad i yeah,
1: was like I, I, really I, I was all for for just to go ape shit on renslayer you know. yeah Yeah,
4: I, did, I didn't expect a calm ending to that
2: right <laughs> yeah then, I, I was actually was impressed that she kept her head together I was like, man, I'm like she, cause you know, like think about it, like Loki is up here about to confess something to her. She like, what you talking about? She, she's like emotional detached. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's so like, he, she's, she's focused. She's focused on the goal. Yeah. She, yeah. she is Loki herself,
0: so her reaction kind of makes sense. Because imagine right, like, somebody telling him, the the male version of Loki, that they're in love with him. He'd be like, oh, okay.
1: Right. Yeah, he was about to spill those beans and tell him that tell tell her that he loves him, loves himself. <laughs> 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 I just can't get over how. The aspect
0: of this shit is crazy, man.
1: <laughs> there is an old Robert Heinlein short story called "All You Zombies." It was filmed as an Ethan Hawke movie called Predestination. In the time, and in that, this character travels through time. He has sex with himself. And gives birth to himself, going through time. Yeah, because one of his incarnations of himself has a as um, sexual reassignment surgery, and this is something written back in the nineteen sixties. Wow. Yeah, talk about progressive. Robert Heinlein. If you haven't read any of his stuff, very progressive writer. Uh, his uh, his uh, Starship Troopers. That satire that we saw on, on the screen is written better into that book than you can imagine. So, check check, check out Heinlein stuff. A lot of what we're seeing in, in Loki and in this multiverse stuff uh, in the MCU is taken from classic science fiction and fantasy writers. And, and the person that created the theory of a multiverse is a man known as Michael Moorcock. Um... Michael Moorcock is also the guy who created a a character that you anime fans um, love. Um, he didn't actually create it; he created the original character that has inspired um, Elric and in Full Metal Jacket. Um, Elric of Meldamone is is the original character. Elric in Full Metal Jacket was inspired by Elric of Maldemone. Um Elric was a what was that? Full
0: Metal Alchemist.
1: Full Metal Alchemist. Right. Absolutely. I'm sorry. Full Metal Jacket. My God. Um, but yeah. Michael Moorcock, uh, English guy. Um, he's been in heavy metal bands. He wrote music for Blue Oyster Cult. Um, the song Veteran of the Psychic Wars from the movie Heavy The cartoon Heavy Metal. He wrote the lyrics to that song. Um, and he, he invented the multiverse. Um and Elric is an agent of chaos. There is agents of law, agents of neutrality, and agents of chaos in the multiverse, in Michael Moorcock's worlds. And they have instituted the idea of agents of chaos into the, mult- the multiverse in the Marvel Cinematic Universe as well. So we have Michael Moorcock to thank for everything that we're seeing on the Marvel screens right now. Mm-hmm. So yep.
0: like, you know, wow. I would take. five have to take mm-hmm. a dive into more reading, and that's yeah. Why we can talk about it later on, you know. But that's that's part of why I remember a couple of years ago. You were like, "Man, I I challenge you to start writing and write this amount and do this." I'm like, "That's part of why it's intimidating to me to even start like writing and actually come up with a whole full story because it's like there's so much to think about."
1: Yeah. Yeah, plus sure, you know I'm I'm you know I'm I'm fifty I'm gonna be fifty four this year. I'm an old man, so I've had the pleasure of reading all these books over the past you know x number of years that I've been on this planet. And
2: a world-renowned author, am add Well, I'm not
1: a world-renowned.
2: <laughs> I'm getting there. <laughs> nah, nah, man, man, you dope, man. Like, you... like. <laughs> You're dope, man. Your your books is out there; they're Thank touching you. places.
1: Thank you. They get. They, I'm starting to get an audience now, and I'm I'm very grateful for that. You know, I got a Splatterpunk Awards nomination for Bella's Boys. Um, awesome. That in, and in itself is a win for me. I don't care if I win in the category; getting the nomination was a win. You know, there's so many great authors that I'm nominated with. My my buddy Wiley Young, for example, is the guy I think deserves to get the award. So. You know, awesome. if I don't win, I'm not going to care. You know, I, I'm going to be happy for who got the award. Awesome. You know, I just write to sell stories. You know, if, if the accolades, if they come, they come. You know, if they help sell the story, they help sell the story. You know, I'm just going to tell stories. And my new book that's coming out is called The God Provides. And um, it's... Basically retells Irish mythology as a werewolf story in uh, in the woods of upstate New York. Man, hmm.
0: even, sell, even selling one story is an achievement in itself, man. But for
1: people to buy and create came directly from your mind. You know what I'm saying? So that's, it, that's, it blows that's, my mind, Jarrett, when people buy my stuff. I, I say to my wife all the time, I can't believe somebody bought my words. I feel so grateful that somebody did
2: and you get you have a lot to share man like you you have so much knowledge i'm i'm we was talking um uh we was discussing chatting in the uh the uh, film uh group and you was giving me knowledge on doc holiday and yeah and you made me think about uh, you know you told me that uh well he uh he's in love with his cousin or something yeah. like that his i don't know if you guys uh have you uh, did, 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 yeah yeah this started with have you guys ever seen the movie tombstone
3: Tombstone
1: is probably the best western of all time. It's it's basically an organized crime movie set in the old west. Yeah. So Doc Holliday and Wyatt Earp
2: are pretty much best buds, and uh, and you know you was telling me about the story, backstory of Doc Holliday, him in love with his cousin, and you know and 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 his things that he did. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And um, and how I think his wife made the Gone with the Wind series. No, um, uh, Maddie's
1: (laughs) other cousin it was margaret uh, mitchell who wrote gone with the wind and and based portions of gone with the wind off of maddie and doc holliday's romance wow
2: yeah yeah it's crazy so and that that started and that's why i mean tom's knowledge is impeccable like that just started with me saying you're not a, a movie buff you haven't seen tombstone we you know everybody was talking about tombstone and he brought that knowledge and that you know that piece of literature that's in our american history is kind yeah. came from came from that it's crazy
1: everything's tied together man <laughs> it's all on the sacred timeline
3: but i gotta go back to this, this part of the blueprint of the show
0: itself, you know that she pointed out that Loki is basically, with them falling in love with Sylvie so is not the traditional guy I mean, girl falling in love thing. It, it's the textbook narcissist falling in love with himself. That's deep. That's deep as fuck. It is. Because <laughs> it, 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 it's something that would actually happen with the character too. You know, him being who
3: he is. Yeah,
1: he's looking at he's looking at his perfect foil and his perfect mate himself.
0: I didn't, think, I, didn't, I didn't think Marvel could step it up even harder than he did with the writing. That's crazy.
1: Yeah. The metaphor there and, and the symbolism there is just glaring. And hey, you know, you know, thinking about that, you
2: know, like it just hit me that th- this whole series remind me of the Jet Lee movie, uh, the one. <laughs> you know, it's different, it's different Jet Lee's and different timelines or Earths or whatever. I don't know if you guys ever seen that yes. John Lee movie yeah that's yeah. 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 yeah, a great movie yeah so it's like it kind of ties into that it, the same concept at least
4: I thought they just talked to Dennis Rodman beforehand and was like look you somebody who love yourself didn't you
2: marry yourself <laughs> he did marry himself he did yeah. try to yeah he
1: did marry himself <laughs> that's that's crazy <laughs> Yeah. The Rodman better get a cameo in this series, then. He better be, like, the best man at the wedding between Loki and Sylvie. Oh, my God.
0: <laughs> so, do you think – so, what are your predictions for the future episodes? Because we've only been wait for this series. I think there's only eight. I could be wrong.
1: No, there's, there's only my- six episodes. We get our last episode next week.
0: Oh, there's only six? What the fuck? Uh,
1: yep. Yeah. They They stay. Yeah. So it's definitely gonna uh we, we're we're gonna see that scene of Loki dancing with the with the uh with the green suit on um and uh, and and his in his horn um uh crown uh where he says who are you expecting to see? Um we're finally gonna get to see that scene. I think it's gonna be on this world of loki's where they're all the gods of chaos have been thrown over the years
3: <laughs>
4: you know, i like how they wrote that in because you know when you actually see him in that avengers movie it's like oh damn this this was your uh natural outfit huh like this is your your your, your king outfit this how you feel you know what i'm saying so now they're actually writing it in where i guess he i guess would have got that outfit from
1: yeah Yep, and he's the king of the Loki's.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: the Loki's. That, that, that's going to be a great episode, I think, and I think it's going to be setting up a lot of what we're going to see in Spider-Man and Doctor Strange. Um, I'm hearing rumors now about Black Widow, um, and things that are going to be revealed in that. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's a, a, an exciting time to be a Marvel uh, universe fan. That's all I'm going to say.
0: Do you think we'll see him reunite with Toby at some
1: point before the series concludes? Oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're too strong of a character uh, I, for them not to... Do yeah. you want to hear what I think is going to end up happening? I'm yeah. thinking that we're going to... The Loki that gets killed in Avengers Endgame, we're going to learn, is this Loki. He sacrifices himself so that the other Loki can live. Yeah, that's what I think is going to end it, up happening.
2: Yeah, you know what, man? That's a great point because... <laughs> I never seen Loki, you know, sacrifice himself or killing himself to do that. I never think he would ever do that, you know. Like, uh yep.
1: So that that's uh, interesting uh, point, you point you that you brought uh, that
0: like, up.
1: Yeah, because he's just a variant. And when things go back to normal, he's gonna get erased anyway. Why don't I just sacrifice my life?
2: Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So I can see that definitely mm-hmm. happen. Uh Jay, uh. Man, well, what's your thoughts on these, uh, what you think is going to happen?
4: I was actually just going to piggyback off of what y'all was just talking about because when Owen Wilson told him, um, you know, basically, like, you, you have a chance to still do something good, too. You saw the reaction in his face because it's not something that he's used to doing. You know what I'm saying? So that made me think immediately of that Infinity War scene when he yep. still tried to trick Thanos and, and, you know, kill him but couldn't. And, like, he's already basically seen himself do that. So, like, he knew that that was the good thing to do. Yep. Can't change that. Well, this to...
0: is the crazy <laughs> thing about <laughs> the time paradox shows, because What he just said he might be exactly right. I could see a season finale playing out like that. He ends up going to, you know, and the crazy part is he already saw it play out. Yeah. The TBA showed it to him, and we saw how he reacted to it, to his own death. You know, how often do you get to see your own damn death play out on TV? And that would be mind-blowing if it played full circle. He is that that ends up being a version of him. Yeah. Experience
2: that experienced that. Yeah, cause you know, and that that was the very scene where his ego kind of got broken because he seen, cause in his mind it was the Infinity Stones, the most powerful thing in the universe, yeah. and when he seen how they was using them damn Infinity Stones as paperweights, he was like, man, oh, man what, he like, what is point. this? Yeah, we did. So that's why I, I circled back around to it, but it was like, man, he was like, what the hell? <laughs> he was like, what is this place? <laughs> like, hey, what what the hell
1: going on? So uh and I was,
2: I was upset a lot of fans
1: too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you I, mean? Yeah, well, you know what? You guys are silly.
2: Yeah, I'm <laughs> like, you gotta move on. You have to move on. The Infinity saga is over. <laughs> you have to move on. You and have to move thing, on. One thing
0: I noticed about these Marvel shows, these Marvel Universe shows. They speak directly to the fans in their own little way. Even throwing jabs or making jokes that
2: only we would get. Yep. And it's like, I love it. Yeah, I think that was that way of showing, like, the affinity soccer is over. We're in another era now. So you yeah. got to let that go. So we could tell this new story. Um, so that that was their way of shutting that down. I, mean, <laughs> Completely. I, I didn't get upset when
0: I was watching it at like three, four o'clock in the morning, so I was like, let me rewind this shit. I just see what I think I like, just saw? Like all that. Like that. <laughs> but I'm like
2: I get online, oh, get all angry. <laughs> <laughs> I watched these movies, and now you saying this is what the fuck? Yeah, mm-hmm. I ain't think nothing of it. Of it, it was like okay, and I moved on. But when I seen people talk like, damn, man, they had the nerve with that. Man, I <laughs> like, like, I ain't think it was that big of a deal.
0: <laughs> one of the fans pissed off that like. So you want us to go watch the Black Widow movie? She fucking died for Soulstone, but so now you have this guy with a soul stone
1: in his desk. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till they find out that the Black Widow is a scroll. Get the fuck out
2: of here! Oh. <laughs> ooh, ooh, spoiler alert! Spoiler,
1: spoiler alert. alert!
2: That's
0: a theory.
1: <laughs> that's a popular wow. theory that's running around right now. That that's a, that the the okay. There's an interesting thing I want to bring up about the battle in Avengers Endgame between Hawkeye and Black Widow. The whole thing there is you're supposed to sacrifice the thing you love the most in order to get the the stone, correct? Right. She kills herself. Who does she love the most? Herself. Okay. Okay. Yeah, she's trying to prevent Hawkeye from jumping off that. That's a scroll. That would be interesting if
0: you play it out that way. I will feel a little bit robbed, though.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I, I think, feel I think really we're going to find out that the Taskmaster we see in the chair is Hawkeye.
2: Yeah, I, I've heard about that. So I hate that I've heard it before I've seen the damn movie. I would like mm-hmm. to be shocked. But you know, but that's just, like, but I heard about that, uh, and I hate that I heard that, because uh, I'm one of them type of fans. I really want to experience the movie at yeah. shock value, at face value. I don't want to read or reviews anything like that. I don't, you know, I just want to. I'm a judge and critique the art for what yeah. I've seen. I don't want to know any. I don't want to hear any pre-determined, uh, pre-determined information, you know. Like, right. just I want to appreciate it, you know.
0: Here's something that'll help you feel much better, though. As much digging and shit in the trailer, and even all that shit that I did in game, went to the movie theater. It turned out that everything I learned about that movie only happened within the first 15 fucking minutes.
3: Yeah. Yep.
2: Man, no, <laughs> no, nah, nah, but, but speaking of which though, man, but you did do me dirty though, because me and Jay Jerry, Jerry went to the uh, movies because he knew what was going to happen at the end, and I didn't. So I wanted to sit and watch the whole thing, and you know. I, I missed the know, Iron, man, know, Iron Man. Hit, the hammer, like, yeah, yeah, but, but 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 that's my, yeah, yeah, but like you can't take that experience. Probably that's my fan yeah. experience. Me being a geek and nerd. You like like that's what I. You already know. I'm like you like, Come on. I'm like man. Let me <laughs> sit here. And, let me
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. But that's it ain't shit to you. <laughs> but like, but that that was my closure on that whole thing. I was like, damn. I'm like, you read like, all you. I'm like, but well, let me see it. I see it. <laughs> there wasn't
0: to see. That was sounds.
2: Yeah, but I didn't know that though. I didn't know that I missed it until some people was talking about it later. And
0: then so... with the 50 war, that wasn't an end credit anything. Yeah. So that that kind of got me used to like, uh, you know, it's probably not shit after this. <laughs> but yeah, so back to look oh and we got Black Widow dropping next week, matter of fact, a lot of us forgot.
1: Yep, that's why Loki's ending. Uh, See, it's all part of the Marvel thing. Hey, what's the next show after this? Um, what If, right?
0: Uh, it'll be episode five next week.
1: Well, the next series after this will be... Oh, yeah, that's right. Hey, uh, Loki will end the week after. That's right. You're right. I, I'm all discombobulated because I stayed up all night to watch the darn thing.
0: So now, the next show, because I, I don't think all to drop dropping this one. Uh, Shane Key drops in September. We got the Eternals coming in November, I believe. Or is it coming in November? I know Spider Man is dropping in December. There's a lot of MCU stuff coming, man. At one point, they had a structure where every month there would be something, but they rearranged some stuff. I don't know. I will see. I'm ready for it. But, um, any theory as far as what this will conclude with, or what, what the purpose of this show ends up being, obviously there's a, the, the purpose kinda does stand out.
1: Yeah, enough? I think it's gonna be to introduce Kang. That's what I am thinking to Yeah, or, or, or it's actually, not Kang, but the whole purpose of this, like I said, is Loki is the god of chaos, he is the god of mischief. He is the personification of everything that Wanda is controlling as being the Nexus person or the Nexus being um, of chaos, the, the Scarlet Witch, the chaos magic that is spread across the multiverse. And and that's going to lead to the next two movies in the series.
0: And I'd like With, to point out one more thing. Did you, did you see the disappointment and still face faced when she, wanted, she acts like, I'm just curious what triggered what, what next trick are you guys coming to get me? And
1: then we're like, oh, we forgot. Yeah, I forgot. I was like so insignificant she forgot. Yeah. It's driven her, her whole life, her whole existence. Yet the person that caused it forgot. It's very similar to um, Conan the Barbarian. When Conan says to Thoth Arman, you know, you, 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 you killed my family. Oh, who are you? You know, you're nobody, know, you're insignificant to me. a bug.
0: Like when Wanda was getting ready to kill Thanos, she's like, You ruined my whole life. And he's like, I don't know who you are,
1: lady. Yep, same, 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 exact same thing.
0: Yep. Damn. So, Jay, what's your thoughts on, or thoughts or theories on how this will conclude and contribute to the MCU going forward?
3: Jay.
1: Uh, he's probably on mute. And he's but... talking to nobody right now. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: and we will
0: dive into one more fun fact about the show. Tom, you probably know more about this than me. Um, the DB Cooper <laughs> part.
1: That's great, isn't it?
0: Yeah. It's in 1971. DB Cooper hijacked a commercial plane and later parachuted out of the aircraft with ransom money. The hijacker was never identified or caught, resulting in one of the greatest unsolved mysteries
1: in US history. Yeah, he his body parts were scattered across most of the Pacific Northwest where they found the money. <laughs> oh, so they did find him. They found his money, uh, but they'd never found him. So it's it's pretty evident he died. He he landed somewhere in the mountains and maybe Bigfoot ate him, who knows. That's
3: what
1: but they did find bits and pieces of the money. Um, through the years, has been found uh, in the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, but it's a great. It was a great way. It was a great story for them to tell. I thought I got a kick out of it. I was like, this is perfect. Now let's think about that. That is foreshadowing. They wouldn't have shown that if not for it being important to the rest of the show. So we have to look at the final episode as somehow tying around back to that. Don't be surprised if we get a a, a callback.
0: Yeah, because everything in these shows means something.
1: Well, that's a storytelling technique. When you have something happen in the beginning, you have to reflect it at the end.
2: Yeah, I loved how uh, the DB Cooper story tied into the whole asgardian thing and it shows how long they've been living it, a little bit and and so you know it was so cool I know, that was just a, a prank for loki and he disappeared but it also is a tie back to what stan lee is all about as well even though he didn't create these particular characters but but his overall view of the marvel universe and and his characters says that he wanted he wanted to be like dc and and like where they make up gotham and metropolis and he wanted to really use the real world right these characters so and that that's how these characters are relatable so much
1: yeah, and they've got real world problems too that's that's the other thing too that's the big thing about these marvel characters they've and especially with these series these <laughs> series highlighting on a different mental problem Seriously, a mental uh, disparagement that a person may have. This WandaVision was about um, dealing with death and the stages of death. Um, Falcon and Winter Soldier deals with two things PTSD and racism, uh, systematic racism. Um, And now we have a show dealing with narcissism. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful, it's educational. Educational yeah. entertainment—that's been Disney's idea all along. Their their mission statement all along. Their entertainment that's educational, and we are getting education. Yeah,
2: yeah. You know, it's a it's like a looking in the mirror, so to speak, type of
1: thing. It is. If if these shows help one person who had who suffers from any of similar um the stress is great fantastic kevin feige god bless you even more for doing what you did
0: we, all, we, we actually had a friend of mine named george from the comic book clip, who's a military veteran on one of our falcon and winter soldiers uh winter soldier episodes so it's, like, it's deep like these episodes touch people If they don't know it, then they, man, I'm pretty sure they take a look around
2: social media and get fan mail and all that. These up a lot of these episodes touch certain people, man. Yep. Yeah, and then, you know, like, I love the, uh, the message and, and, uh, Stan Lee's, uh, Miles Morales, uh, well, he didn't create that character, but, you know, but the, uh, the the backdrop to that whole message that anybody can wear the mask, you know? Yep. So, uh, I, you know, you just love the deeper meaning behind the characters and what they represent. They represent society. And I like that the Marvel Universe and Stanley decided, and Jack Kirby and all of them, all decided to use the real world in these characters. And, you know, they, they didn't uh, scare, you know, scare away from it, run away from that. And while we're on that topic,
0: there's... Deeper psychological aspects to the Loki character, too, as far as you know, not only mythology but the MCU, too, because you got he's an adopted son of Odin and is he's basically, you know, growing up jealous of Thor. Uh, He wants the attention of his father more so than Thor has, doesn't in a way feel like he can live up to that, so he wants to prove that to himself by taking over.
2: In yeah, that first movie and uh, the first Avenger movies, they uh, they 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 dive real deep into that. Yeah,
0: yeah. So that that might hit
1: home. Think about it. The Avengers are brought together because of a jealous brother. Think about the simplicity of that. The drive of this story. Why are we brought together? Because of brothers of a brother. Jealousy.
2: Yeah, and you notice, you know, uh Agent Cole, uh, 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 Coulson. Phil Coulson, yeah, he makes a joke in the adventure, like he's like, man, you know, he killed, he killed like about 170 people. He's like, well, Thor's like, well, he's adopted. <laughs> you, know, <it's> like, yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, he's like, damn, he's like, hey.
1: <laughs> Josh so, in line, have I ever heard it?
2: Yeah, man, that that line had me crying laughing. (laughs) He's adopted now, (laughs) so he's my brother.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's deep, man. Um, so before we wrap up, I want to ask y'all, too, or do you have any expectations or theories as far
1: as uh, 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 what's it called, Love Love and Thunder?
0: yeah, love
1: and talk. Well, um, I (laughs) subscribe. We're all familiar with the fact that Captain um, Marvel died of cancer in the original comic book series. And the reason that um, Jane Foster has to wear the Thor armor in the comic books is because she, too, catches cancer. So I'm feeling that cancer is going to be a running theme here based off of the revelation of Wanda vision with Monica Rambeau's mother dying of cancer from cosmic radiation. So cosmic radiation causes cancer. I think that's going to be established and the exposure to the Infinity Stone that Jane had, had in her body in the Thor the Dark World is going to lead to her having cancer too and why she has to wear the armor in Thor Love and Thunder. Why and she has to wield
2: the hammer. So much damn sense.
1: You can't even believe it. Now, what does this say about Captain Marvel and Brie Larson? She's fated to die of some sort of cancer in her film series, guys. I hate to say it, or Monica maybe, because Monica walked through the thing to get her powers, the the the, the hex wall to get her powers. So it's either gonna be Monica or it's or it's going to be actual, you know, Carol Danvers that catches uh or catches her or is infected with cancer.
2: Yeah, I am actually looking forward to the second Captain Marvel movie cuz The Marvels, uh, yes. Yeah, like uh you know, like a lot of a lot of fans didn't like her or what or
3: for whatever reason. Yeah, I
2: think she brings a great a great uh yeah, she brings like Bree Lawson, but the character overall, you know, people didn't like how she just popped up. It's like hers. Yeah, I don't, I don't. Yeah, the movie was awesome. I really like Samuel L. Jackson in the movie, and you know, like I can't wait to see the second one. A custom
1: print of her sits next to my writing desk. That's all I'm gonna say. All right. Nice. That's inspirational. <laughs> That's what's up, man. Well,
0: I'm hoping it's a really good movie as usual. Um Do you think Loki will play a factor in it, though?
2: No. In the Captain Marvel movie? Nah. No.
1: No, 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 the new Thor
2: movie on I mean.
1: there. No. Oh. Well, yes, okay. yes. I think I think he may. I think he absolutely may.
2: Yeah, he's been in the 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 last two, so uh, the last three. So I don't see why if they probably yeah, keep especially that especially if
1: what we think is going to happen with this TV show happens, where the the variant Loki sacrifices himself so that the, you know, the Loki that has redeemed himself lives. And then I'm
2: also excited by this Thor movie to see uh, uh, Beta Ray Bill, um, seeing
1: how that character develops. Yeah, Beta Ray Bill is awesome. And I just want to see Lady Thor, man. Come on. Mm-hmm. Natalie Portman in that armor. I can't wait.
2: Yeah, I want to. You think they're going to have her buffed up or just. You know she's
1: been working out. Come on. Okay. <laughs> yeah, she's slim she, she and cut and a little buffed. Okay. Okay. She's yeah, going to have the abs out. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I saw some behind the scenes stuff already.
1: Yeah, she's buffed out pretty good.
0: Yep. So shout out to Natalie Portman, man. Smoking hot. And uh let's see, did we touch on anything? Uh yeah, Thor. And speaking of Thor too, he's obviously gonna be in the next Guardians of the Galaxy movie.
1: Yep. Um uh, that's gonna to be too funny.
0: Will you be disappointed if he's no longer uh morally obese to
1: No, he's gonna be he's already gonna be trimming slim floor. We've, we've already been told that.
0: Yeah, they dropped some pictures too. Like he's back with the blonde yeah. wig and everything. The short haircut is gone.
1: Yeah, he thinks he's the captain of the,
2: the <laughs> <is>. ship still. <laughs> <laughs> But I heard I heard this Nest Guardians movie is gonna be uh, about Rocket backstory.
1: Oh, that'd be great. So
3: we need
2: that. I heard. We
1: yeah. need that, and I want to see you know the other Guardians team show up with Vance Astro and everybody. Um, mm-hmm. I want to see more of them.
2: Yep. Yeah. So you know they their universe is such a huge. They bring so much to the table so it's just,
0: nova
2: too, they, they, they oh play. yeah yeah nova yeah i forgot about nova
1: i still remember the day i got nova issue one when i was a boy mm-hmm. <sighs> steve ditko so Red but Art. you know
2: what bringing speaking of nova and uh, the nova core and all that we never seen how thanos got that that power stone from the, uh from there so i would love to see how that happens and there's so much. I, I really hope they go in the direction
0: of making like these, like teen level cartoons to dive into some of these I, I don't want to use the word adult
3: because no, nah, not don't make it too brutal. But it's yeah. I, I like certain cartoons like that, and I think
0: they can do that also with the T'Challa T'Challa character. Now that Chadwick Boseman is gone, RIP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like,
1: That's so tragic. Know? Yeah. Man. What? A, what? A, you know, shout out to Chadwick for his professionalism, and just keeping his disease private. Yeah, he was filming that. Yeah, he doing was filming that. He
2: yeah, he was filming that while he was man the whole time.
1: Yeah, he knew he could possibly be uh, short for this mm-hmm. world, but he left his impact. He certainly did. And God bless him.
0: And I just get the feeling that he would have showed up in Captain America. Um, I mean, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier.
1: Yeah, he may have. Yeah.
0: But this has been a great episode, people.
3: hmm Thanks, for jumping on, on with us. Thanks to Jay. Thank you. We
0: gotta uh, after this after this concludes, I think we should do another one to touch on Loki oh, again yeah. after episode six, the week after next.
1: I'm down for it. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> See how wrong we were?
0: Oh
1: lord. <laughs> every time somebody says Mephisto, I just want to slap him.
3: <laughs>
0: I don't <laughs> see that word anymore. And uh, they, the writers did reveal that those commercials were supposed to be Dr. Strange trying to give Wanda some warning.
3: Okay. Oh. Yeah.
0: It just might be Dr. Strange in the cabin in the woods.
3: We
1: will mm. Well, I think it was supposed to be Dr. Strange's POV of him coming in. We just got to see Vision coming down in the woods behind him. Mm. Oh, that's
0: very, awesome.
1: very awesome. It's, Everybody's right. Nobody's wrong. <laughs> <laughs>
0: man anything you want to promote anything you
1: got coming up that you want people to check out that's well, it's like i said you know my uh my book bella's boys is nominated for a splatterpunk award this year uh check that out you can get it at barnes and noble amazon or through my website thomasrclark.com um in a couple of weeks i've got my new book the god provides coming out uh, where i reimagine uh irish mythology as uh, folklore in uh upstate new york and um that's about it. Uh, check out my podcast in Necrocasticon over at Project Entertainment Network.
2: Awesome.
0: All right, people. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. Uh, we got a website coming soon. more episodes, obviously. And Besides that, this has been episode 131. As the late Rick Stan Lee would say, thanks to you